Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 535. And Bob Seeger with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Steve is back today. How exciting. He'll be with us in just a few minutes. He's getting ready. Uh, it's going to be a mix of sun and clouds today. A high of 54. Tonight, cloudy. Low at 28. I don't know what anyone was talking about. You being 74 yesterday. You're living in a dream world. Saturday, mostly sunny and a high of 54. And Easter Sunday, sunny and a high of 56. Forecast later next week in the 80s. I'm not believing that either. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, Open line Friday today. Very good possibility that is going to happen. And so much more. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Two great And now Martha Stewart for Sketch. Oh, hey, Rock 102, Springfield's uh, classic rock. I don't know why that happened. Anyway, it's uh, 551 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Somebody didn't set the emergency brake. <laughs> That's what's going on. That's an understatement. Uh, it is a, uh, uh, a f- good Friday. It's good Friday. Yeah. Right? It's the, uh, the Lord's day and here we are working. And, uh, it is a red flag fire weather warning day. Uh, red doesn't match anything I own. Eh, it just means like, uh, don't burn stuff outside right now. It's going to be sunny with a high of 53 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 53 as well. It's 48 in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. You know, based on uh, looks alone, Brad Pitt has a 99% chance of stealing your girl. But that 1% in your favor just evaporated, too, because it turns out he's also a pretty good dude. Back really? In, yeah, back in 1994, Brad bought a home in L.A. from Elvira. Remember Mistress of the Dark? I do. Then over the years, he proceeded to buy all the surrounding properties to increase the size of his estate. One of those properties belonged to a man in his early 90s. Apparently, his wife had recently died, and he didn't really want to leave, so Brad allowed him to live there rent-free until he died. He lived to be 105. Wow. Almost 10 years of uh, rent-free with this guy. That guy really didn't want to move. Uh, Elvira figures Brad didn't expect the guy to live that long, but still, he never broke the deal. Elvira brought a, bought a place nearby, so she and Brad remained neighbors. And it had its perks, like the time she walked her dogs past his house while he was training for Fight Club. I go past Brad's garage, and he's in there wearing only sweatpants. Who is that? That's Elvira. Oh, yeah. He's got on boxing gloves, and he's a punching bag. I swear I almost fainted. I remember he goes, hey, how are you? And I'm like, huh? I couldn't talk. I was turning red. It was like Brad Pitt. I'm like, why are you getting starstruck by the guy? You sold a house to him. I would have been starstruck at the time that he gave you $2 million for the house. I mean, you know, if uh, if you found out that, say, uh, somebody famous was your neighbor, wouldn't you be kind of curious what goes on over there? Wouldn't you be uh, Mrs. You, Kravitz? You want to be the Mrs. Kravitz and Abner? What is he doing over there? Uh, by the way, Ad bought that place from Elvira for $1.7 million. He sold it last month for $40 million. Wow. He's not hurting. No. Either is the realtor. Well, of course, uh, Angelina Jolie comes over. Yeah, I'll take half of that. Give me 20 of that. <laughs> yeah, she's going to get the old man's house. Nicolas Cage shaved his teeth to play Dracula in Renfield. Can I ask you Renfield, a question? Or whatever the hell the name of the movie is. Why would you shave your teeth? Uh, so you could make them look like you were Dracula. 
so his dentures wouldn't affect his speech. His makeup artist said he had different sets and they were all 3D printed. Oh, so he didn't really... He was putting in dentures. Oh, okay. I mean, it wasn't even like... No. I mean, when you say shaving your teeth, I'm thinking, you know, yeah, you know, putting like uh, the, you know, the Barbasol on. That's taking method acting to a little... Too, yeah, I, uh, too much to the extreme. I'm not messing with my teeth for acting. John Stamos surprised Rob Lowe on the Drew Barrymore show to address Ra- how Rob's son likes to pretend John is his real dad. In the process, John referred to him as a better-looking version of Rob. Ooh, I don't know, man. That's uh, I don't know. You got two uh, hot tickets right there. You sure do. You want it? I mean, that's a whole that's a whole snack buffet right there. I think John Stamos has held on to the youthfulness look but I think, for a long uh, time. But Rob Lowe Rob is starting is, to show. Yeah, but he's age. aging gracefully, though. Oh, of that's a, that's a guy that's yeah. never going to look bad, no matter how old he yeah. may be. Uh, Mick Mars is suing Motley Crue, uh, claiming they kicked him out of the band and ripped him off when he realized they were selling tickets at Fenway Park for $1,000 a piece. <laughs> he, uh, he also claims... The other guys are using a lot of pre-recorded tracks on stage rather than playing live. I've heard that, too. I've heard that, too. I've also heard, I have a, a tendency to believe him. Yeah. Because everything I've heard about the other guys in the band, you know, Tommy Lee and, and especially Nikki Six, is that the two of them are douchebags. Yes. No other way to describe them. I don't know anybody that's had a good experience with either one of them. And I believe Mick Mars is telling the truth. These guys uh, jerked them around. Well, the the idea that at the allegation of the of the recorded concert thing that wouldn't make me mad if I wasn't spending a thousand dollars on a ticket. You know what I mean? To find yeah. that out that you didn't even really actually see them perform live, you just heard them performing a, a recorded track yeah. of something. You could have cranked up your music in your car, and that would have been about the same. But like, how many times does that happen at a show where you don't even realize what you know how much is recorded? A lot, yeah, an, an awful lot. Because it can be done so well now, if you get you know uh, all this electronic digital stuff that you most audience members are. Not keen to the fact that that it's being piped in somewhere. It happens a lot because, especially with vocals, you know, sometimes you, a guy sings live, he can't sing anymore. Yeah, like uh, Paul Stanley, a Kiss, for example. Yeah, they use uh, recorded tracks all the time. The only thing I can see that happening is like when you're putting on like an actual show, like a like a Taylor Swift when she's jumping around. Jump. How can you sing and jump around at the same time? There's got to be some b- background vocals. I think he'd be out of breath all the time. Yeah. Uh, Brian Henniger is uh, the current Jeopardy championship. He's also a dead ringer for Adolf Hitler. Not really, but his hairstyle and mustache had people joking earlier this week that he kind of looks like him. And at first, he wasn't really taking it well. He called the haters a bunch of jerks and said he was leaving Twitter. He changed his mind after people started coming to his defense, but he also said he was going to have to shave his mustache. Then he changed his mind again, saying he would grow it out into a goatee, and even though that may make you look him like my evil twin from a parallel universe, he's also donating some of his winnings to the Anti-Defamation League. Um, it's not even a... Uh, it's not even a Hitler mustache. I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even have said to Hitler. I would have said, like, a... That's like an 80s douchebag mustache from, yeah. like, a... like a, I don't know, like one of those coming-of-age movies where... 
the bully had like the smarter looking friend when he really wasn't that smart either. Right. Yeah. That's what that guy looks like. I agree with you. He is very. Yeah, he looks more like uh, Tucker Carlson with a mustache, doesn't he? <laughs> now that you mention it. I mean, if you're going to compare, uh, you know, to somebody, at least have somebody living that you're comparing it to. I mean, uh, they're both distasteful people. Make no mistake. I'm going to put them on the same level. What are you talking about? Tucker Carlson, he's coming over to my house this weekend. He's helping me hang a garage door. The hell he is. <laughs> no, he's definitely not. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Kim Kardashian is one of the richest celebrities in the world. Really? I bet she has something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had this much cash was when Ray J gave me some liquid punch from his Spurt Reynolds in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for 39 <laughs> And uh, Caitlin? Oh, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but we once did some belly bumping. Belly bumping. <laughs> I bludgeoned the flaps. Oh, boy. Uh, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I bent her over a barrel and showed her the 50 states. Now we're talking. Yeah. There you go. Good. That's Missouri. <laughs> right there. A natural Hollywood trash. I rock one of the ah! And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. With Scott's four-step. Four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, as many of you might know, tomorrow morning is a UConn men's basketball celebratory parade. Tomorrow at 1130, you'll have thousands of fans lining the streets of Hartford to help congratulate the Huskies on winning their fifth NCAA championship Monday night. Now, under normal circumstances, I wouldn't recommend hanging around the streets of Hartford. But when you're surrounded by thousands of screaming UConn fans, what could possibly go wrong? I'll tell you what, nothing. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever traveled south on I-91 beyond the state line, but from what I'm told, the parade will start at the Capitol Building on Trinity and Elm, shoot north through the Soldiers and Sailors Memorial Arch, bang a right onto Jewel to Trumbull, hang a left, and head to Asylum Street. Frankly, I don't know why you wouldn't take Trinity to Ford Street, walk past the intersection of Ford and Pearl, and hang a right into Asylum Street and walk down the street that way, or take Jewel to Anticello Street, crank down the Asylum that way, probably shaves another three or four minutes off your time. You see, this is why I don't really hang out in Hartford that much. You can't get anybody to give you the right directions. All you need to know is that's the way they're going to go, and that's when they're going to have all those delightful, boring speeches to listen to. Now, I will tell you, that if you're thinking about duplicating all of that UConn fan damage from the other night, this is not going to be the time to do it. This is the time not to set things on fire or rip down street poles. That time is past. Tomorrow is a day to celebrate in a peaceful, non-violent way. There'll be plenty of time for Hartford street violence later on in the day. But during the parade, please. Listen, everyone's excited about the Huskies winning a championship. Well, it'll be other than everybody else in America since Monday night's game was the worst rated NCAA final in tournament history. Nevertheless, that shouldn't prevent you Husky fans from causing a peaceful ruckus at the parade and then spend the next two hours trying to find your car, if it's still there. Either way, congratulations to Husky fans, enjoy the parade, and tell me how it works out. But hey, and if a my yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Feed the Cardinals, nourish the nuthatches. Buy one, get one bags of birdseed at Rockies. I'm looking at this deal at Rockies.com. You can check it out at the Rockies app or pick up the flyer in any Rockies store. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips at Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch.
Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613. And Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Excuse me, I'm just giving uh, Stephen Michael Cazada uh, our number. Oh, is he texting you? Well, he's not texting me. He uh, There was an email that he wrote at 108 a.m. <laughs> and uh, we're going to record the interview after the show and yeah. then air it next week because uh, the show is next week. Um, but we're, we have to, because of his schedule, we have to do we have to record it after the show. And then uh, I look at the email one oh eight a.m. Hey, what number do I call? <laughs> like he's been up all night worrying about it. Yeah, he's probably you know now he you know, he finally fell asleep, and now don't you, don't you hate that when you're yeah. sleeping and all of a sudden you remember something in your dreams like oh crap I forgot to do that one thing that's he, very necessary for I, me to do. Yeah, and I, I, he didn't get the number. That's well. too bad. Anyway, uh, so I took the last couple of days off. Yes. Uh, only because I needed one of the days off. I really kind of just took the second one for craps and giggles. You call it a travel day, even a though travel. your travel was done well, the day it, before. It was kind of a travel. I, I, went, I was a chaperone on the field trip to New York City for my... Uh, yeah, there hey. you go. Hey, stop spreading the news. Um, I don't know, I... It was a uh, it was a good trip. It was a great trip. What did a, what did you do? Did you the, do all the we, uh, the touristy things? Well, no, not really. Spreading the news. news. I, I believe in today. today. Actually, I came back. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. Uh, so. We uh, it it was it was a trip for the uh, the theater and the band kids. Wow! So, yeah, so the coolest kids in town. Actually, they are pretty cool. Uh, I had a, I had a great time uh, with the whole group. We so we we had to leave the school at we had to be at the school no later than four thirty in the morning. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's to easy me, for you. But to me, it was like you know I'm like. Do, do, do. Oh, you can see all these people walking around like zombies when you get there. You're like, it's so early in the morning. Uh, but we get we get to the school and uh, you know taking the bus ride, it, it was one of those like it was King Gray I think was the uh, was the was the bus company okay and uh, and, uh, and Alfredo was the driver, Alfredo Alfredo was he sauced oh yeah he was sauced I bet no, he was no, he was actually a very nice guy, got us on the bus we got all the way down to the city we went to uh, we did a uh, it was a, so part of it was for the, the theater uh, so they did like a theater workshop. With this guy who's like an acting teacher. Oh, that's cool. And he basically, it was like a 90-minute program, and it was teaching the kids how to, like, fake fight on stage. Stage combat stage is what they call it. Combat. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah which, was, uh, which was really cool. And uh, he showed the kids a bunch of techniques. You know, there was a lot of, you know, it started getting loud at the end. You could tell this guy doesn't have children or doesn't really want to be around children either. Probably not. He's a nice guy. He was very nice, but you could he was this like no nonsense dude. All right, listen. I'm not going to hear act like a babysitter. If you're not going to listen to me, uh, then you're not going to listen to me and we can just end this. I get paid either way the same rate. I like this guy already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but but once, you know, once you got past that little that little wall that he was putting up. Right. He was a really nice guy and he showed these kids a, a lot of cool stuff. And then they and then after that was over, then they let us go off on our own with our groups of kids. So I had, I had uh, four kids I had to look after, including, okay. including my own, and uh, that's scary. It, it, it's scary to be 
to be put in <laughs> to be given that responsibility yeah. to take care of four 12 year olds walking around the busiest city in the what could, world what could possibly go wrong <laughs> i mean i've never seen any movie well, with, where something bad would happen listen all the kids that i had in the group were great kids but one of them kept walking ahead like oh, yeah, do, yeah. doing that whole thing because she was very determined like to where we were going next and then you turn your head for two seconds, and 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 finally I said I said to her I said listen can you just stay with the group you can't make me look bad losing a kid in the middle of Times Square <laughs> like this is just not going to be good for my reputation. Do you remember going yeah. to Times Square in your lifetime when it really wasn't a kid friendly place? It's not that kid friendly either. It's a lot it's more. A lot, it is a lot, a lot better now. than it used to be. But it is still, uh, it's just still like like a, this dirty cesspool of just people, just everywhere. It's dirty. It's oh, yeah. grimy. It's just like any other city, uh, you know, where you get where you have exhaust coming out of vehicles all day long. That's it's stuff. it's still to me just a great place to visit. That's that's about it. It is it is a it is a cool place to visit. But yeah. I would never want to live there ever ever. Like it, it's just everything's so tiny. Uh, you know, it's a lot of work to live in that city. Trying to find a bathroom anywhere. Yeah. Good luck. You know that's wanna, why people use the street. Yeah. But. Uh, we didn't really have that much time to kill. We had about an hour and a half before the next thing was. Okay. So they gave us time to to go get lunch. But as we're coming down this building, this is the one thing. We're one of these kids goes, "Well, let's just take the stairs. It's a lot quicker, right?" <laughs> All right. So there's a group. It wasn't just my group of kids. It was like a couple of different groups and we go we're on the 17th floor of this building. So we start walking down, and I'm noticing how you can't get in the doors in the stairwell to the floor. So then we get all the way down to the bottom of the floor, and one of these kids says, hey, you know, that door down there says if you go out this thing, the alarm is going to go off. <laughs> and there's no phone. There's no, like, you know. So yeah. here we are at floor one, and then somebody said, well, I think I said it said a reentry on floor six. So we go to six, and it oh. says re-entry point at eight and 12 right <laughs> so we i'm like i'm like okay this, like this can't go on forever like we need to call somebody like somebody needs right. to come to our rescue luckily i mean we we had to we went all the way back up to like 12 so we after, only really well, after going down 17 yeah, after going go back 17 up and we're like wow this is good oh my god by the way going down 17 floors is a hell of a lot quicker than going up 12 you don't say yeah, yeah. really yeah so then uh, you know eventually <laughs> one of the maintenance people from the building opened up this door opened up one of the doors yeah. and then we were on the service elevator that was creepy being in a service elevator in New I York have. City, one of those things where it's got the accordion door to it with a, with a leather strap, yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah, a burlap yeah, strap. Yeah, that sure. was scary too. Yeah. But it was just like, just get me out of this building because it was getting hot. Like people don't have their air conditioning on yet. Yeah, it's not quite like that. But the humidity the other day was was, it was pretty warm. You would think that by now uh, that New York would have figured out, hey, maybe the. Maybe the stairwell, the, the the doors should be open on the stairwells just in case something bad happens. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I think it's also a residential building too. Like yeah. It's one of you know, it's a mixed bag. Anyway, uh, we wound up getting a slice of New York City pizza. 
Uh, where'd you go? Rays. Uh, original Rays or uh, or uh, famous Rays? It's just Rays. <laughs> Remember the line. but uh, we we had the piece of pizza that was like that was like heaven in your mouth. Sure, like, there, there's something about that particular pizza. I don't know if it's they say it's the salty air and the you know the thin crust and mm-hmm. uh, it was just it was just a uh, felt like home. You know what I'm saying? Felt, felt good, huh? Okay. And then we go to um, we went to uh, Hades Town. That was the the Broadway show we saw. Oh, okay. It was pretty good. It was really good. It's this uh, ancient Greek mythology of uh, Oedipus and Hades, and you know, it's a, this, this right. modernized story of of that. And the kids, the kids loved it. Kids loved it. It was a, uh, it was, it was really, it was, it was a dazzling those... fe- uh, feast for the eyes. It was a dazzling feast for the eyes, actually. Yeah, it was just really cool to see, like you know, a full on Broadway show. Yeah, no, I think it's when, awesome. When I was sixteen, I went on a trip, and we went to go see Greece. Yeah, yeah. And Joe Piscopo was in it. Really? And he wasn't there the night we saw the oh, show. Oh, you saw. Oh, uh, so, so yeah, we didn't even late, get to see anybody. Ladies and gentlemen, the understudy for Joe Piscopo will be filling in the role for whatever the hell he was playing. Although, you know who I did see? Al who? Giroux. No kidding. He played Teen Angel in, in Greece oh, that year that I saw he's it. Just a, he's just um, a terrific performer. But uh, it, the, 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 it's weird like how the buildings are so deceiving. Yeah. Like, you're looking at the outside of this building. You're like, wow, you're going to walk in and you're going to walk down. It kind of like you're walking into Symphony Hall. No, they opened the door and all the seats are right there. Like, the, <laughs> like it's, it's like you have like maybe 10, not even five feet of like a vestibule. Yeah, but they got, like, in the they got 35 different balconies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, it was a pretty, but it was, I think it was the William, Walter, William Care Theater or something. I don't remember the, the other thing. And here's, here's the kicker. Getting out of New York City. We we all got on the bus at like four fifty p.m. Okay. The plan was to take the bus and drive to Danbury, and then everybody can get off the bus at the mall and have uh, their choice at the food court. Right. All right. Not a bad not a bad uh, plan. No. So, but we get on the bus. It was an hour and forty five minutes. And we only made it to 125th Street. There was like cycles of traffic lights turning and nothing moving, which I've never seen it like that. Well, that's why most people don't, you know, that's why nobody drives in New York. There's too much traffic. Yeah, but 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 it's just like if this was like your commute every day, why wouldn't you take a train or take a mass transit somewhere else? It's again, it's like yeah. you know, it, it's the the it's so much work to live yeah. in New York. Whether it's your you're, you're trying to get yeah. to one part of the t- you got to take the the subway. But we the, he winds up scrapping the plans to go to the mall because now we now the mall's going to close before we get there. Right. So they decide to go up ninety five and go into uh, to. The rest stop off the highway in Darien, Connecticut. Okay. Right? Which is fine. You know, everybody gets their choice. There's tons of stuff open. Uh, like a, there's a Dunkin', a Subway, and a, a Sabaro, because who doesn't want Sabaro? By the way, no one chose Sabaro. Well, you've after you've yeah. had New York City pizza. Right, like who wants Sabaro, right? Rest stop pizza yeah. seems like a little bit of a letdown. But uh, I'm looking at my, my kid wound up getting some French fries from McDonald's. Which were like seven dollars, and I look up at the menu. 
if you wanted like a Big Mac meal or a quarter pounder meal, yeah, it was seventeen ninety nine and eighteen ninety nine, and I was like, and I, and I'm talking, to, I'm like kind of starting up a conversation with this guy next to me, and I'm like. Like a McDonald's, like two miles off the highway, that the prices are half of what they are here. Yeah. It's true. Oh, yeah. What is it? Why do we allow that price gouging to happen on a on a on a it's, highway thing? That's, it's the same thing with gasoline. Half the time it's based, you know, if the, the the gas stations that are the most convenient when you are traveling are the ones with the pr- highest prices. Same thing with rest, yeah. same things with rest stops. Everyone's you know you know pulled over. They're hungry. Got to use a bathroom. Yeah. They're desperate to, to pay, and they'll pay. That's the thing. They'll, they will pay seventeen dollars for uh, an adult size Happy Meal. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But but you know for seventeen bucks, it's it's like when when does the state step in and go? All right, we know we gave you this space, and we know you're renting the space, but you have to have a cap on how much. Like you can't go over maybe ten percent of what you would normally do. Why down would the, the state street? do that? The state won't do that because the state will say, "Oh, you've made this much this year. Well, I guess your state yeah. taxes will go up. So I, I guess we'll take a few more bucks." It seems like you're ripping people off. Of course, they're ripping people off. But and uh, politicians yeah. are the last people who want to change that. And uh, you know, I'll tell you a little bit more about you know throughout the day. But uh, but man, that that was the most shocking thing of the entire trip was the seventeen dollar Big Mac meal. <laughs> It's 626 at Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Be part of our home ice advantage as the T-Birds push toward a Calder Cup playoff berth. For tickets, visit SpringfieldThunderbirds.com. It's just about 629 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Oh, you want to laugh? Yes. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. All right, I got uh, I got some Easter jokes for you. Ready? All right, I'm ready. What uh, what do rabbits say before they eat? I don't know. What do rabbits say before they eat? Let us pray. Get it? Lettuce. 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 They eat lettuce. They eat, lettuce. They yeah. eat lots of it. Uh, yeah. Why do why do uh, the bunnies uh, go on strike? I don't know why the bunnies go on strike. Because they wanted a better celery. Celery. These like uh, these like uh, roughage jokes. Uh, what what they're. I'm trying to. I mean, I could really go uh, dark with these if you want to, but I don't. I don't think we should. Well, I mean, you don't. You don't have to, Steve. I mean, it is. Uh, it is Easter weekend after all. Why not? Uh, why not embrace it? Uh, well, no, I can't do that one. I can't do that one, and I can't do. Uh, I can't do that one either. Oh yeah, Jesus walks into a hotel, hands the innkeeper three nails, and says, "Can you put me up for the night?" See? <laughs> there you go. See, that was one of those jokes. That's mildly offensive. Yeah, well, you, you should have seen the other two. I couldn't read. Oh, uh, yeah. Ah, there you go. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic. It's 6.33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today and get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. All right, I'm going to redeem myself with a joke. You ready? Okay. All right, I'm going to tell you this one. So Jesus is on the cross, right? Yeah. Mary and Peter are at the foot of the cross, and Jesus looks down and says, Peter! Hallelujah! Right? Okay. And then Mary turns to Peter and says, Peter, we must have the Lord's last words. So Peter climbs up and is at Jesus' feet and asks him to repeat what he just said. And then Jesus goes, Peter! Hallelujah! 
Okay. And frustrated, Peter climbs higher to Jesus' chest and then again asks Jesus to repeat what he said. And Jesus goes, Yeah, I don't And Peter, intent on having Jesus' last words for posterity, climbs all the way up to the top and he presses his ear against Jesus' mouth and says, Please, our Lord and Savior, tell me again what you're trying to say. And Jesus leans in and he goes, Peter, I can see your house from here. (laughs) Happy Good Friday, everybody. Happy Happy Good Friday. Happy Good Friday, indeed. Uh, Two people, now we go into bad news, uh, two people were shot in Springfield early Thursday evening. According to Ryan Walsh, around 5.50 p.m., SPD officers were called to the 100 block of Fort Pleasant Avenue for a shot spotter activation. Officers responding to the location found two men, uh, adult men with gunshot wounds and were taken to Bay State Medical Center with serious injuries. There's no other details on this story. Could you share some extra details on this story? No, I can't because I don't have any. An officer and a driver of a dump truck were taken to the hospital following a low-speed car chase from Ludlow to Indian Orchard Thursday afternoon. According to Ludlow Police Chief Daniel Velatis, dispatchers received a call around 1.52 p.m. for a report of an erratic vehicle around East and Miller Streets. The caller claimed the driver of a dump truck was crossing over into the other side of traffic. A Ludlow police sergeant located the dump truck on East Street near the intersection of Harlan Street and attempted to stop it, but the driver continued west down East Street. A low-speed chase began, with speeds only reaching up into the mid-20s and yielding to traffic lights. According to Chief Velatis, the dump truck was driving on the opposite side of the road and swiped two vehicles in a utility pole. Oh, boy. Damn. The sergeant stated that as the dump truck driver drove over the Putts Bridge into Indian Orchard, he encountered a large amount of traffic and was unable to go forward. The sergeant was able to break the window and put the vehicle into park. The driver, only described as a middle-aged man, was removed from the vehicle and was experiencing a medical event. He was taken to Bay State Medical Center by ambulance. The sergeant was also taken to the hospital for a laceration to his forearm. Ludlow police were assisted by State and Springfield police. At this time, charges are still pending. (coughs) Do you get charges when you have a medical event? You know, I think if it if it goes to like a like a hearing or something like that, I mean, I can't imagine they're going to prosecute a guy who had a medical event. But I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I guess they probably take into consideration that before the charges are distributed. I, I would I would think so. Somebody would probably over in the you know when they're doing that whole charge uh, charging thing, they probably look at the guy's medical history or record and see, okay, well he did have this event. I don't right. know what that would be. That could be I saw a guy this was years ago driving to work here and I was coming down Route 20 in West Springfield up at the top of the hill by uh I think it's Sorrentos or what's up at the top of the hill up there? Uh near um, the Dunkin Donuts and the Yeah, so, uh yeah. It's in that intersection where Kings Highway and Route 20 that, That's kinda, uh yeah. Is that Sor- is that Sorrentos or Lacories? No, Lacories is a little bit further down the hill. Okay. Yes. But anyway, it was right at the top of that hill, and it was probably about, I don't know, 5 in the morning, and this guy uh, in this, this like, Ford Taurus next to me, uh, like, bumps into the little median in the in the middle of the highway, and I'm like, oh, God, what is this guy, like, drunk? It's like 5 o'clock in the morning. And he continues to drive, mm-hmm. and I see him swerving all over the road, and I'm like, I'm going to have to call the cops, because, like, this guy, like, he's going to kill somebody. 
And sure enough, his car went and crashed into the telephone pole across the on the other on the opposite side of the street. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, obviously the police are there, and and uh, I'm like thinking, I'm like, man, this guy's gonna be hammered. He was having a diabetic episode. I was gonna say the same thing. He could not. He was like mumbling. He was like he was all out of sorts, and he was just like I've known plenty of people who were severe diabetics had the same problem. Mm-hmm. And you know it's like you know, most of the time their 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 diabetes is is controlled and they don't have a, a problem but then there's that one time it messes with your brain and all that other Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. That's it was crazy. So hopefully this this guy's okay. Hopefully. Uh, one week after the state police announced a statewide alert for a murder suspect wanted for a deadly shooting in Holyoke last December, the suspect has now been added to the Massachusetts most wanted list. Ooh. That's not a list you want to be on. No, but it is nice when someone local does something uh, something big. Uh, the State Police Violent a- Fugitive Apprehension Section is searching for a 21-year-old Evdial O'Neill Pablon, F- Pablon Flores. You, Ev- can, you can call him Butch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Butch or Coach <laughs> of Springfield for the murder of 49-year-old Luis Ramos of Chicopee back on December 20, uh, 7th of 2022. Pabon Flores is described as an Hispanic man with brown eyes, brown hair, and is approximately 5'7 and weighs 150 pounds. He has a tattoo on his left forearm that says, as I walk through the vowel. Oh, that was the one. He didn't finish it. Yeah, halfway through. Yeah. The uh, Hamden DA's office says Pabon Flores should be considered armed and dangerous and may be in the Holyoke or Springfield area. If you see him, you're asked not to ask him for directions or anything like that. Don't ask him about his tattoo either. Yeah. Hey, how come, uh, how how come he didn't you- finish that? What'd you say? Said, how come you didn't finish that tattoo? Holyoke officers were called the intersection of Pine and Sargent Streets on December 7th for reports of shots fired. When they arrived, they found two unoccupied vehicles that had been in a collision as well as several spent shell casings. Uh, officers searched the area and found Ramos lying face down with a gunshot wound to his stomach. An investigation by police found Pabon Flores as the driver of one of the vehicles and the suspected gunman. It's alleged that he fired more than 10 rounds at Ramos, who was driving in the second vehicle. Uh, a local zoo has lost an exotic animal now on the run in eastern eastern Hamden County for days. The Ludlow Animal Control is informing residents of the missing Eland. Is it Eland? Eland? Uh, Eland, I believe. Antelope that escaped the Loop Zoo. The antelope escaped last week from the zoo after a tree fell and broke the paddock during a recent storm. During a recent storm, a tree fell and broke the paddock uh, that the uh, antelope are in. The female stayed, but the male went for a walk and is now touring Ludlow and Wilbraham. Touring? That's what they're calling it? Yeah. I mean, he's looking at all the major sites. That uh, that little children's museum on, uh, what is that, uh, Main Street? Some of those apple <laughs> apple cider donuts from Randall's. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that's, that's uh, maybe he got out to Randall's, but he, if he's in Wilbraham, yeah, he's, he's going, going to Rice's. Yeah, he's going to Rice's and getting those uh, muffin tops. Getting the muffin. Oh, those are really good, too. They are delicious, aren't they? Oh, I love them. Uh, anyway, we are doing everything we can to get him home and have notified all the authorities. We want to thank all the people for who are reporting sightings. Any uh, any bodies found missing? Uh, coming I don't up? know. Um, but I you know I gotta believe it. Uh, at some point in a uh, in a young buck's life, he just wants to go and sow his oats, see what's on the other side of uh, of Ludlow. Well, what's that? Uh, what's that Amish show where they send the they send the young men out? Yeah, it's the, it's called uh, I'm going to send the young men out. You know what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah, they, they go out and they experience what 
what the rest it's, of the it, world it's, is like. It's kind of like a, it's like a Amish tradition, like a coming of age thing. Yeah, like the, you go out and you see what all these uh, these dummies do out there, and once you realize what they're doing out there, you'll want to come back here and churn some butter. Yeah, that's some good stuff right there. Um, let's see, five miles from the zoo. They didn't get very far. I would have thought that he would have went a lot farther than that. Oh, I don't know. I mean, you know, Wilbraham's a lovely town. I can see wanting to settle there. Sure. Well, uh, well, you know what? The last time he was able to roam free, he went to the Peach Festival. Right. Yeah. yeah you're. Yeah. Right. At Fountain Park. Yeah. And then but, you know, the, the other thing is, you know, okay, so you're in Ludlow, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say, uh, let's see, let's say you cross the bridge in Indian Orchard, okay, and you get all the way to uh, to Wilbraham. Do you really want to go back through Indian Orchard to get back to Ludlow? I'm going to say probably not. No, I wouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do that. And there are more than maybe he's going to the lighthouse for the uh, draft specials. Uh, maybe, maybe, could be too. Blue Water Sushi. I would, uh, I would be checking out all these businesses <laughs> down there. What about the Lusitano <laughs> Club? I've seen a couple of drunk bucks in there. If you know what I'm oh, saying. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's the truth. There are more than uh, 90 species of antelope, mostly native to Africa and Eurasia. I hate that band. Eurasia? Eurasia. Uh, there is, this is one more commonly known as the common eland, a large-sized savanna and plains species. Males can stand nearly five feet tall and tip the scale at 2,100 pounds. Am I crazy or is that a big antelope? Oh, maybe he was caught with that wife of his in the, uh, in the stall going, oh, you just get more like a cow every day, don't you? You know, isn't it interesting that uh, the, the woman stays, uh, you know, stays in the paddock, right? And she sends the husband out, you know, for something. You know, like, could it's time. Okay, you go and get me this. And he goes, he goes on the, uh, he goes on the, the wild goose chase, mm-hmm. and then decides, you know what? Nice on this side. I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to hear her uh, complaining about the things I'm not doing right. How come you're not going back to your house? Oh, you should hear her nag, 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 <laughs> nag, nag. <laughs> there is no way I'm going back to Ludlow back to her. I'd escape a zoo, too. Your Bionair Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 53. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Everyone has a project they want to finish. Sometimes it's a dream home improvement, and sometimes it's a necessity. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 651 in the Beatles. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, eventually, it's going to be sunny today with a high of 53. More of the same for tomorrow. Sunday uh, for your Easter looks beautiful. 55 and completely clear. And then uh, 70s and 80s next week. Yeah, I, but, you know, they were supposed to be like 74 yesterday, and I didn't get any of that. You didn't? What? You didn't I mean, get in that? the afternoon it was nice, but did it hit 74? I don't even know. I think it was like well, I had like seventy one on my uh, my car. Yeah, I was close to it. I, you got to remember they picked the wherever they picked the highest. You know the temperatures coming from right. You know one central location where they say the high temperature is from. Well, uh, sometime next week it's like eighty four degrees, and that's just that. That just seems uh, that seems a- that seems impossible because you know what's going to happen a week after that we're going to yeah, get like gonna, ten inches of snow. We're going to get one of the, like this giant blizzard probably <laughs> after that. Hey, a very good possibility that uh, we will get to open line Friday sometime after eight o'clock today. Uh, I'm all about that. You're all about that. Uh, are you ready to dive into the old mailbag? <laughs> 
letters. Oh, we get letters. We get letters every day. Mailman, mailman, mail today. Letters. Oh, we get letters. This one comes to us from the uh, the Hawkman out in where? Where? The Hawkman out in where? Where? The Hawkman out in where? Where? Exactly. Good morning, guys. I wanted to know if you got the t-shirts I had made. The Hawkman. Uh, so hey. then uh, uh, our good friend uh, Mike Fitzpatrick from Fitz to a T. Yeah. Runs a t-shirt place up in Northampton. Okay. Got the first of all, we got two different shirts. Yeah, the, one is, you got the well, one that says the yeah, Hawkman. This, this is the Hawkman T-shirt, and on the front it says Hawks represent determination, focus, leadership, clarity, future planning, intuitive decisions. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. But then the real cool tur- uh, yeah. shirt is the other one. Yeah. Well, they're both a cool shirt. Yeah, I wear, wear the Hawkman. I don't mean t-shirt. to be dis- uh, diminishing the uh, the Hawkman T-shirt. It's very nice. I'll get plenty of use out of it. But what, do they, what do they call this? This is the uh, the creme de la creme, the coup d'état. The, 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 yeah, the, the what do they call the, that? The, the what, tip of the top. Tip of the, of the t- no, the there's like a the French crop. word for it. The coup d'état. The coup, no, coup d'état. Is, that's a coup. That's a coup d'état. Uh, no, uh, you're thinking of the things you put on salad. <laughs> oh no, no, Steve. Those are croutons. No, this is what you're doing to me right now. Uh, I don't even That's know. Crap on. Uh, uh, no, I'm not even doing that. Uh, but this other T-shirt, uh, this is very well done. The this, Nagel University T-shirt. The College of Knowledge T-shirt. This is fantastic. We love these. And uh, in fact, we just posted a picture of you, uh, uh, you know, holding it up yeah, on um, the uh, the morning show Facebook page. You can right. check that out. Yeah, isn't that pretty cool? I love it. I feel like I'm actually going to a real school. <laughs> Except it's better than that because now you actually learn knowledge, which you would never find in a real college. Speaking of which, and this I didn't get to this in uh, in Hollywood trash, but are you speaking about colleges? Because maybe I could pull this sham too. Kanye West, his Donda Academy, uh-huh. uh only serves students sushi every day. Two former uh, st- uh, teachers are suing the rapper formerly known as Kanye West, claiming they were wrongfully terminated from his Donda Academy private school in uh, in the Valley, and this lawsuit exposed several alle- allegations. The lawsuit claims the two, te- the two of these teachers were fired in March in retaliation for reporting code violations. They said things were just chaotic there. They would make the kids sit on the floor and eat sushi only for lunch. That was the only thing you were allowed to do. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any access to the nursing hotline. There would be medicines in the kitchen. There would be medicines in the classroom. There would be medicines near computer. There was no order to any of it. This would be the way the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge happens. Yeah. You know, um, I'm uh, looking on uh, Wikipedia about Donda Academy. For $15,000 per student, don't you think you'd feed your kids something more than sushi? Now, I like sushi like anybody else. I'm a big fan of it. Love it. Can eat it every day. On occasion, I can eat sushi. I can't eat sushi every single day. Every day I'm not eating sushi. I kind of wish I was eating sushi. Okay. Maybe if I were eating sushi every day, I'd say, oh, my God, no more sushi. All right, so you're the person that would be enthusiastic about, hey, they serve sushi at the lunch menu at the Donda Academy. Yeah, that would be great. But for $15,000 a year... I think it would be. Uh, I would want a little bit more. You know, again, you know, these are these are pre pre K through twelfth grade. 
at the Don Don Academy. I can't get I couldn't get my high school age kids to eat broccoli. Yeah. I'm gonna get a kid to eat like raw fish. Yeah. And seaweed? I don't think so. Why not? Some kids you can get, be very it, picky. It's just the way you present it to them. <laughs> yeah, if you arrange and, them in a smiley face, that'll and, help. And by the way, it's piece de la resistance. Piece de, de resistance. resistance. Yeah. Ah, yeah, right. And you know who that came from? The Hawkman. Bobby Booyah. Bobby Booyah. Yeah, how about that? Well, see, he's French. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, Booyah is actually a French name. I didn't realize that yeah, was so French. Bobby Beron. Bobby Booyah. Oh, I live in East Hampton with Nicole LaChapelle, my <laughs> man. Don't you dare call her a Listen, lady. There were, there were times when me and Bobby were sitting in Montreal, yeah. and we felt like we were we fit right in. Yeah, maybe we should ask him to come back here. We could use a few extra hands. Yeah, you know, actually could. Uh, I, actually, that would be my first candidate. Bring back Bobby Booyah. Hey, Bobby Bobby would be yeah. a great addition and back. It, and then Bobby go, looks at his new his newer career, his newest career from yeah. 18 years ago and goes, "Yeah, I'm all set." Yeah, I, listen, I don't I, really feel I'm like, not going to take yeah. I'm not going to accept that kind of pace that kind of pay cut. Yes, I don't like being paid in M&Ms. Um, it worked for him in the 90s. But there you go. That's the letter. That's uh, the letter from the Hawkman. Thanks so much, buddy. Thanks for the shirt, Steve. It's 6.57, Rock 102. Let's go while we're young. All right, sir. Trying to tee off. It's back. I'm sorry. It'll get better. The Rock 102 Golf Club, presented by Swing Oil Beer Company. You get 11 rounds of golf to some of the best tracks in the area, like Keeney Park Golf Course, The Ledges, Wyckoff Country Club, Brattleboro Country Club, and more for only $1.99. Let's see. That's less than 20 bucks a round. Now that's more than proper etiquette. The Rock 102 Golf Club, presented by Swing Oil Beer Company. Available for a limited time. Get your sweet deal now at rock102.com. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know what to tell you. Sometimes I just simply forget to send out birthday cards or offer shout-outs to people. I mean, I realize how important birthdays are for some of you people, and I hate to offend anybody due to my inattention to detail, but happy belated birthday to former UConn guard Ben Gordon, who turned 40 years old on Tuesday. I really meant to say something earlier in the week, but I guess I just got too busy. The next thing you know, it's just completely slipped my mind. Thankfully, Ben Gordon's arrest on Tuesday morning at a Stanford juice bar on weapons charges was all I needed to remind me that it was Ben's big day. According to reports, on Tuesday morning at 10.30, Ben was arrested after exhibiting bizarre and aggressive behavior at this particular juice shop location. After several 911 calls were made, Stanford police apprehended Ben Gordon. Unfortunately, they also discovered that he was carrying a knife, a stun gun, and a pair of brass knuckles in his backpack. He was then arrested and booked on not only the weapons charges, but also on threatening charges as well. This, of course, caps off a series of unfortunate incidents that have occurred over the last few months. In October, he was arrested at LaGuardia Airport for punching his son. The following month, he was arrested in Chicago for allegedly punching a McDonald's security guard. Now, obviously, Ben Gordon is going through some things, so, uh, through, through some things right now. I certainly can't condone what happened at the airport, but I have to believe that this uh, place in Stanford must be cranking out some pretty good juice if you're willing to go there on your birthday. The thing that I am most surprised about 
Instead, there's a security guard at a McDonald's. Look, I know the food is delicious, but you have to wonder what sort of shenanigans are going on at that McDonald's location where you need 24-hour surveillance. What's a guy going to do? Steal a fistful of straws? Swipe a bunch of napkins? Embezzle extra McNuggets? I can't think of a single guy in prison who's doing serious time in a shamrock shape rap. But if this was a guy to do it, then it might be a guy just like Ben Gordon. But hey, enough of my yappings. What's brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The grass, the grass versus the weeds. A hell of a war. But wait, there's Scott's four-step. The war is over. Turf wins with healthy greener than lawn, greener than green lawns. Scott's four-step only a hundred bucks right now with their Ace Rewards card, and you'll find it at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 710 and the police with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be uh, nice today with sunny and with a high of 53. More of the same for tomorrow and 55 for a high on Sunday for your Easter. It's 48 right now in downtown Springfield. So, of course, uh, yesterday I was uh, I took yesterday off as well. Yeah. The bus from that New York City trip didn't get back until like a little after 11. Yeah, that's a little bit late. And uh, I didn't get great sleep to begin with. You didn't sleep on the bus? That's hard to do. That's really hard to do. Yeah, I can I can find my way. Sleeping on a bus. Well, especially when you're, you know, you're stopping and going every two seconds in, in New York City traffic. But, uh, yeah, we got back pretty late. So yesterday I had the day off. But I had, I had been asked a few weeks ago. Uh, by one of the uh, heads of the board over there at uh, the YMCA of, of Westfield. And they said, hey, do you want to be part of a, uh, a think tank or like a, like a group focus group uh, kind of thing? It's more of a, like an informational meeting about what the YMCA does. Okay. And then uh, it was also uh, it was also like, you know, trying to get ideas from community leaders. So there was people who, you know, run businesses. There was people from the media. There was like... All different kinds of things there, uh, mm. and people just kind of putting their two cents in about the YMCA. Well, I know uh, it's fun to stay at the YMCA. It is. Very fun to stay at the YMCA. Meow, meow, meow. Young man, there's no need to feel down. I say, young man. Pick yourself off the ground, I said, young man, cause you're in a new town. There's no need to be unhappy, young man. There's a place you can go, I said, young man. When you're short on the dough, you can stay there. And I'm sure you will find many ways to have a good time. Meow, 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 meow. It's fun to stay at a Why? It's fun to stay at the YMCA. Never once. They have everything. Work and make you enjoy. You can hang out with Steve Nagel and all the boys. Never anyway. once have I ever seen a a cop or, or a construct like all together. A guy dressed in Indian garb. Uh, all- I, yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, the, but the guy in leather though. Oh, the you, guy would, in leather. you might see him in a YMCA working uh, out. Maybe not in Westfield. Maybe not. Maybe uh, that, that's more of a West Springfield kind of thing. Um, I don't even know about that. But uh, but it was interesting because I 
I guess I re- your misconception of what a YMCA is. Now, granted, uh, I didn't know much about a YMCA until my kids started taking swimming lessons there. Okay. And even then, it's like, okay, well, this is clearly just an athletic facility. But no. it's so much more so than much. that. I, can't, I was very surprised to hear like all the different programs they offer, uh, not just for sports, but for families as well, like you know, they get family activities and they they try to you know get everybody involved. They do like they do like meals and stuff for people. Like they see, like you just Steve. Do, what you, you do, maybe may not realize is you can get yourself clean. Yeah, you can, you can have, have a good, a good meal. meal. You, can, you can do whatever you feel well, at the listen, YMCA. Listen, I always thought that was a bunch of bullshit, isn't it? But apparently, it's not. No, it's. Yeah. You think the, the village people are gonna lie to your? fat face well, they've been telling you exactly what's going on at the ymca yeah, like they don't have accommodations at the westfield y like you can't stay there well so here's an interesting yeah. thing um you know back when i was a college young strapping college student yeah uh you know market had an, a series of dormitories and one play one of the dorms was actually in a ymca oh yeah and uh i knew a bunch of people that would that would stay at the ymca and, uh, Did they get themselves clean and have a good meal? Did they do whatever they feel? Actually, they had to go to other dining halls to, oh, uh, to, to, to eat there. Yeah. But uh, when I believe they stopped using the YMCA, all yeah. of those dormitory dormitory rooms were used to, uh, to house the homeless, which I actually thought was a very good use for that uh, okay. for that space. Right. Yeah. See. But they're, they're, and they were able to get a good meal, and they could clean up and do whatever they feel. And uh, my my kids went uh, for a couple of summers to that Camp Shepherd out there. In, yeah, and uh, was it all great programs that they offer? But I didn't realize they do after school stuff, like like childcare and and all that other all these things that I wish I had known yeah. about years ago when my kids were younger. It would have you know maybe saved us some money down the line. Down Ultimately, the line. yeah, you probably would have. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a pretty, uh, pretty good informational meeting. And matter of fact, I'm going to be doing a comedy show, uh, for the YMCA of greater Westfield. Is this why they asked you to get in- involved? Well, yeah, were they, were they trying to kind of, uh, you know, worm their way into you? All right. Here, here's, here's, here's what happened yesterday. Okay. The, the guy that told me about this, that asked me to be a part of this yeah. was that, remember that cop I was telling you about that drove us to Mansfield to see that Kid Rock show and he drove like 66 miles an hour down oh, the yeah, line? Like, right. he wouldn't, like he wouldn't break 67, like God forbid. Yeah, he was so worried about the law. Well, well yeah, he's worried about his reputation. You know, a lot of guys, uh, you know, I want a rogue cop. I want one that's uh, going to go 90 and then flash the badge going, what do you got? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know. You know. Oh, you want to pull me over? Let me make yeah. a phone call. Boom. And so, he's uh, back on the road. So however careful this man is, he, he also, he asked me to be a part of this thing. So I just assume it's at the YMCA. So I show up at the YMCA, see another guy I know. He knows the guy I'm talking about. And I said, uh, yeah, I'm here for that focus group. And he goes, I don't think it's here. I think it's down at the mill building down the street. And, of course, he calls and confirms that it is, in fact, at this mill building. Why didn't they have it at the Y? I don't know. So I was late to the meeting. I was Did, late to the meeting right. because of uh, this man who clearly couldn't tell me exactly where this thing was. So then I text this guy. <laughs> And I said, "What do you think? Like a, like a, let's just say a, 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 
like at a crime scene yeah. that you know yeah. maybe having some of the details yeah yeah yeah, would be yeah. Good. these are my, yeah like, these like detail work yeah, is part many, of what he does how many crimes in westfield have gone unsolved because somebody wasn't paying attention to the detail <laughs> What kind of clues were at the, at the crime scene? So, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Like an hour before I leave, I just it just occurs to me. I'm like, you know what? He never really specifically said where this was. So I text him at 1020. This thing started at 1130. 1027, I said, this thing is at the Y today, right? An hour later, after I'm already there, yeah. yes, it is. Sorry. Hope you made it there. Just saw your text, right? <laughs> And I said, yeah, I just got here. And he went, thanks. And I said, dude, it's at the mill down the street. What the F is wrong with you? <laughs> and he goes, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I just asked you if it was at the Y, and you said yes. And he goes, oh, I misread that. I thought you were asking if it was today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Really? The streets are a lot safer out in Westfield today, they folks. Sure, they really they sure are. are. They really are. So good, then, night to, good night to stay off the streets. So then when I when I was uh when it was time for me to participate in this discussion yesterday, because I, I, I hate walking in to something that's already in progress. Don't you hate being like cause you now you're the um, center of attention when you walk in. And it was one of these like comedy of errors where you know, I grab the chair, but the chair's on wheels, so it slips out of my hands, oh, and then yeah. I'm like fumbling around, and then uh, and you, you didn't silence your phone. No, and, yeah, no. I know. And uh, and and then when it was time for me to speak, I I said I said to the the the, the gentleman who was running the meeting, I said, uh, first of all, I just want to apologize for being late, and I named the cop, and I said, is an is a buffoon, and I have the text <laughs> messages to prove it. <laughs> Which they all kind of agreed to yeah, do. Yeah, no, well, they probably they probably dealt with them before. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to be doing a, a comedy show coming up in May uh, for the Westfield Y, and that has Michael Winslow is going to be the headliner from uh, Police Academy from the Police Academy movie and and Spaceballs and all the other kinds of different uh, little um, uh, well, little movies that you've seen throughout the ages. Oh, they're not they're not little movies. Those are blockbusters. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, this is a Friday, May nineteenth at Tacoa Country Club. The headliner, uh, Michael Winslow, and uh, and I'll be there opening up for him. Wow! So there you go. That's uh, that's awesome. A great show. It's only a hundred dollars per person. It's really not bad when you think about. It's actually not that no. bad. It and it was a packed last year. I did it with the guy from. Uh, now oh, I can't remember his name offhand, and I feel bad. It was the guy from the the Two Broke Girls show. He was the chef. On the um, show. It was the one where we had that other guy ask him to start doing legal IDs in the middle of the interview. Do you remember that? Oh my God! Yes. Um, could could you say our show name? <laughs> How about a quick ID? How about a quick ID for our show? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember who it was, but uh, yeah, but it but it was that it was it was that thing. But but the place was packed. Like you could, there was a standing room only at Tacoa Country. Think about it. You get you get uh, you get dinner and a show. Yeah. You know, and then you get uh, a hell of a show, and then uh, you know uh, there's a a charitable component to it. Yeah. Hundred bucks isn't a bad deal at all. I wonder if uh, Michael Winslow put the cop outfit on and talked to that other cop and go, "This is how you really do it." (laughs) (laughs) My uh, my opening act just told me uh, about your uh, planning meeting. And I am gonna rip you, you a new rip one. you a new one. Yeah. So, uh, so there you go. It was actually a pretty uh, informative day over at the. Uh, 
Hey, what is this? Yeah, oh, you, you let it advance too much. Oh, see, eh, forget it. Oh, I kind of like this one. No, that's a good one, too. Oh, well. That's, a, that's a song called Women. It's too late for me to go back and change it to YMCA, but just picture that if that were the song in your head right now. <laughs> it's 722 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. GG. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 727 in the Kinks with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is going to be sunny today with a high of 53. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 48 right now in downtown Springfield. The daily podcast gets posted just after the show today around uh, 10 o'clock-ish or so. Also, uh, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest all week has been uh, guitarist uh, Mike Wilton from Queensryche. They are going to be at the Palladium in Worcester tonight for a, a, a real cool show. They got a brand new record out called Digital Noise Alliance. And then next week, my guest this is actually an interview I'm really excited about. It turned out great. Uh, Jim Scafish from the, uh, the band Scafish. This is actually a really fascinating story of a guy who really is a brilliant, brilliant guy whose music has been... Uh, unavailable and out of print for 40 years and it's finally being re-released now and it's phenomenal this is a guy who precedes uh the ramones and everything else he would be single-handedly created the uh, the whole uh new wave punk and avant-garde music scene in chicago fascinating guy and that'll be available on apple Podcasts, soundcloud stitcher spotify and on rock102.com starting on monday morning awesome yes uh so i uh Spend some time in my anus over the weekend. I'm sorry, but yeah, drive. We're coming back on that bus trip the other day. Yeah, is is that how it's pronounced? My anus, Connecticut. M I A N U S. I don't. I don't know is that it area. Uh, I don't really know that area. You never heard of that town before? There are some things. There are some places I choose not to go into. Uh, I'm just. Uh, yeah, my my anus, Connecticut. And of course, I'm on a bus full of kids. I can't start cracking jokes about that because then I'd be uh, like the be toxic the, parent. You'd be the uh, bad dad in the, yeah. the bus. I quietly joke to myself, hey, we're going into my anus. <laughs> <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? I don't, I don't even know. I don't, where is it? It's uh, southern Connecticut. It's along I-95, M-I-A-N-U-S, Connecticut. I didn't even... I guess I wasn't paying attention to the, the street signs. Yeah. You have entered Bianus, Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Formerly Miamis and Upper Landing is a neighborhood in the town of Greenwich. Oh, so it's in Gre- It's a portion of Greenwich. Okay. You ever, you ever been to Miamis in Greenwich? <laughs> <laughs> I I have not. I haven't I haven't spent a weekend in Miamis like the time I spent a weekend in Dennis. Right in next, Yarmouth. Yeah, yeah right, right next to that with that hotel. <laughs> no, the, you, oh, the Camelot Inn. The Camelot yeah. Inn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever go to the Camelot Inn in my hands? <laughs> I have never, I never have. I just, is is uh, it is AAA recommended? Yeah, very much so. You want to go up to uh, Athol later on this afternoon. <laughs> it's seven thirty-one. News is next to Rock One Hundred Two. Here's your Western. Hey ho! Hey, it's uh, 734 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. We should play that song. Yeah, no, we absolutely should. It's a it's a classic. Uh, it's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Well, it is Good Friday, uh, but not so good if you have a red flag. A red flag warning is in effect for all of Western Massachusetts from noon Friday until 8 p.m. Friday evening. 
Uh, a red flag warning means that critical fire weather conditions are occurring. Any fires that start may spread rapidly and become difficult to extinguish. Dry weather and gusty winds will result in potentially critical fire weather conditions. There will be a mix of sun and clouds today, which will be windy and cooler. Highs will be in the low to mid-50s, and wind gusts could be up to 30 miles per hour. So don't start any fires outside. That's good advice, Steve. Unless you're burning bridges like I do every day, then it's no big deal. <laughs> but those are more metaphorical. You're not going to you know, yeah. burn your finger on a metaphor. The uh, wind and dry conditions will increase the brush fire danger. It's best not to do out any outdoor burning. This is uh, this is the time of year. You know, remember, uh, I don't know, was it how many years ago was that Tacoa Mountain was on fire? Like 10 years ago? Uh, probably. And yeah. uh, somebody went and started a campfire and then walked away from it. Because they thought that was a good idea. Yeah, that's not what you're supposed to no. do. You really shouldn't be lighting campfires anyway in this kind of weather, unless you have you ever uh, have you ever bet with someone who thinks they know what they're doing when they're camping. Uh, pretty much everybody I've went camping with. Yeah. yeah, and then you realize this person has no business being outdoors with fire. Uh, I've seen that. Uh, like in Boy Scouts, like there were a couple of, you know, like, like the scoutmaster was like the only adult that really knew what he was doing. And then you'd have these chaperones that come on these uh, camp and jamborees. Yeah. And these guys were like dopey idiots like you and I would be. Yeah. And it's I, like, I, mean, I wouldn't, don't put me in charge of lighting a fire and uh, make, cooking, you know, meat over open flame. Don't make, don't, I don't want to do that. You know, um, that's a good point that you bring that up because I remember, you know, I was obviously 12 when it was like the height of that whole, uh, you know, Boy Scout thing, 12 through maybe 14 or 15. Yeah. Realizing now that the guys that were leading you, I'm the same age as them now. Yeah. And it's like, I, w- I wouldn't have been responsible enough to do any of this stuff. I don't know what I'm really doing. I mean, I know how to survive by myself, but yeah. not taking care of a... I had, full of kids. I had a scoutmaster who was very qualified. He was a, like a firefighter, knew what he was doing. One of these guys that whenever he you know, wasn't wearing his uh, firefighting equipment mm-hmm. was wearing his Boy Scout equipment. You know, like one of these guys who would you know, stand with his legs uh, you know, far apart and his hands at his hips. And okay. you know, he'd be adjusting his, uh, his uh, neckerchief and uh, he just knew everything. He knew everything. The Clark Kent, the, he was like the Clark Kent and Superman. He was the yeah. He was kind of yeah. like the 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 Uber uh, Scoutmaster. Like if you were gonna if you're gonna like draw a picture of Scoutmaster, he would be that guy you draw. But then there were all these dopey other dads that would go to these camp and jamborees and all these other these uh, assistant Scoutmasters, and these guys didn't know anything. They yeah. were they were useless. And I'm thinking, man, can I totally relate to that position? That guy is me. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. You would be the guy who doesn't really know what he's doing. Yes. Ultimately. Uh, Assistant Scoutmaster Baxendale, we have a hole in our tent. What should we do? Uh, Uh, Go home? Yeah, find another tent. (laughs) There's got to be another one around here, Uh, right? Get a motel room? Yeah. Uh, Grab my credit card and head on down to Dick's Sporting Goods and uh, get yourself a new tent. Uh, There's not a Dick's for like 300 miles from here. Oh, really? I'm looking around and seeing a whole lot of them here. <laughs> yeah, good times, man. Good times. Uh, let's see. Uh, one of the two women whom Superintendent Finalist Vito Perone addressed as ladies in an email last week is seeking to distance herself from the mis- l- mudslinging uh, that has erupted after the news broke over the last weekend. I want to be clear. 
I am, in fact, a lady. That's right. Because. Lady. I'm your knight in shining armor. And I love you. Uh, That was executive assistant Suzanne Colby wrote in a public Facebook post on April 5th. I appreciate being called such and I appreciate being treated as such. To me, the word represents respect. I am not offended by the word or term. However, I am respectful to those who may be offended by the word or term. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those of you who know me know how important it is to, uh, to me to be respectful to all individuals. Colby noted that her name and title were used in the email from Perone for procedural purposes during contract negotiations last week. She requested that everyone refrain from defaming her name, reputation, and character for something she did not say nor have a say in. Yeah, she wasn't, she's the assistant to the school committee. My Uh, understanding is she didn't even have a vote. No, no, but because he addressed this email to the two of them. Mm Mm-hmm. She was now, you know, it's kind of haphazardly included in this whole thing. So, uh, as I understand it, so the, the 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 mayor and the chairman of the school committee yeah. were the two that were looking to rescind this off. Well, I don't think I don't know. I it sounds like the mayor flipped her vote after being convinced by. The, the other one that the chair, you know, this the, is the, the, yeah. the chairperson yeah. of the school committee. Yeah, okay. Chair lady. Okay, but the, the mayor was the first one to flip the vote, mm-hmm. which then all of a sudden turned this thing into a, a gigantic disaster. Yeah, uh, it did. And I really find it hypocritical on the mayor's part if that is the case that she was the one that flipped the vote. Because we don't know. I'm believing Vito Perón and everything that he says, and no one has come out in full force against it. No, that didn't happen. Yep. Nobody has said that. That's why I said it the other day. Yeah. Have you, isn't it? Isn't it curious? Because you, you always find someone who will be in support of the, yeah. the ones who make the decision. They're, they're, always, and you have not found a single person who would, who 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 not only agrees that he shouldn't get the job you're hard-pressed to find someone who said you know what uh that decision was the right decision uh ladies is a microaggression it is. i haven't heard anybody say oh you know that really is kind of offensive you know i could see it being microaggression if you were the kind of person to walk around going good morning ladies you know that kind of yeah, thing but that's not what he did no but that's what i'm saying like you, you know you're not it, it, it's this one little instance and okay, it offends you, but why can't you just say, "Hey, moving forward here, can you not address me as that?" That would have been the easy yeah. thing to do. That would have been the thing to do if you weren't trying to have like a public relations nightmare. Uh, if you weren't looking to uh, piss off every person uh, in East Hampton and create a disaster on a Zoom meeting. Yeah, that's that's what you should have done. Yeah. Now what you've got is a bunch of angry, uh, angry voters and a guy who's got himself a lawyer and is looking to sue. Uh, as we just said, Colby noted that her name and title were used in the email for the procedural purposes during the negotiations. She requested that everyone refrain from defaming her name, reputation, and character for something she did not say nor have a say in. The controversy flared up not long after the school committee offered Perone the superintendent position on March 24th and entered into contract negotiations the following week. 
Perone said he addressed an email to Colby and school committee uh, chairperson Cynthia Kwasinski using the word ladies. According to Perone, the committee took issue with his use of the word, and that was the reason they rescinded for the job last Thursday. Since then, public support for Perone has been especially vocal. Uh, it's overwhelming, Perone t- told the Daily Hampshire Gazette on Wednesday. It certainly has turned into more than me sharing the truth with the people of East Hampton. Moving forward, Perone has stated that he is speaking with a lawyer and will be stepping back from discussing the incident. Mm. Uh, I'm actually glad we didn't have him on. I thought about you know talking to him, but from all the standpoints of the story, we didn't really need to have him on to tell that story because... Well, and well, also, I I wouldn't have wanted to ask him right. anything or put him in a position right. that would have hurt his case. Right. So, and 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 you're not going to get a response. From well, not now. Either the mayor or the or the committee, the school committee member. Right. Which, I'm sorry, NBC News and ABC News and every other news outlet is probably <laughs> at the top of their <laughs> inbox than the guy from your local radio station yeah. is here. I'll tell you what, it's a good thing it's not a gentleman's club in East Hampton. Imagine the uh, microaggression that would make that would cause the gentlemen's club. all these gentlemen uh, all these all these uh, male identifying individuals going through uh, a strip club in in uh, East Hampton the gentlemen would uh, would be a microaggression. Speaking of which, I somebody sent me some videos a few months ago about little person like wrestling that they have in East Hampton. Really? Yeah. Where? Uh, I don't know, but it looks are they still, like... Are they still doing it? I think they are still doing it because... What? You want to go? I do want to go. <laughs> I do. actually want to see do. that. Yeah, it's great. But it was just surprising to see like a crowd of like rowdy people cheering on little people wrestling with each other mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a ring. That's right. And I'm like, this is going on in East Hampton? Where's the mayor in this dogfight? Well... I'm going to say, East Hampton, after seeing that video and hearing that thing from the mayor, East Hampton is quite the melting pot, oh, isn't, isn't it? Oh, isn't it yeah, ever? Yeah, Isn't it ever? It's kind of it- like the Western Mass Stew. Yes, yes. Uh, it's very much like that. Now, uh, I suppose that if you were going to take the stance of the word ladies being a microaggression, that the same people that have a problem with that would also have the same problem with little person wrestling. Now... <laughs> As I have mentioned on the show many times, I know I knew someone who was uh, whose entire career was destroyed when uh, there were complaints about his participation. Now he was a little person, my friend, little Stevie Vento, uh, when he was uh, denied what was known at the time as "quote unquote" uh, midget bowling, where they would toss him down a bowling alley and he would knock over pins. He loved Completely doing that. Completely consensual, by the way. No one put a gun to little Stevie Vento's head. He wanted to do that. He loved it. Then he got that job at that Mexican restaurant. I, I, and I think that with him walking around, he had would, go, he had, a, he had the yeah, gigantic yeah. sombrero. Now, again, Stevie's like, you know, three foot five. I mean, he's a very yeah. tiny guy. He's got this big giant uh, sombrero loaded with tortilla chips with salsa at the top of the sombrero and he would just go around the restaurant and people would eat like uh, you know nachos and uh, like chips off, off of his head. Guy's head right and there and all of a sudden there was outrage like oh <laughs> you're exploiting this guy and you know they stopped having him and he was like crushed it's like 
This was the greatest job. <laughs> yeah, I want to do this. I have ever had. If I were qualified for anything, this was my vocation. It, it, exploiting somebody who wants to do this. Yes, that's Again. not exploitation. Right. That's not. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today it is making gonna... him do it against his will. That's exploitation. Sunny and a high of 53. More of the same for tomorrow. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Getting a Title V inspection stinks. I'm Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, sunny and a high of 53 today. More of the same for tomorrow. It's uh, 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Everybody's got a project they want to finish, and sometimes it's a real big deal like a dream home improvement or sometimes it's a necessity to your home rock 102 wants you get that project done with pick your project brought to you by dave minor exterior home improvements you could win three thousand dollars in cash which you could use for things like putting some relaxation into your summer with 21st century pools and spas designing and installing a secure stylish perimeter with the valley fence or shopping for kitchen and bath fixtures from Bay State Plumbing and Heating Supply. All you got to do is go to rock102.com and sign up one winner chosen at random to win $3,000. It's Pick Your Project brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Visit them at daveminerroofing.com and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Well, now you heard that. Are you ready to hear this? Yes. Uh, well, you have to say, you oh, have to e- respond. E- yes, I do. Ah. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs> Two garbage men. Yes. I'm sorry. Trash people. Can't say that. Well, are they called trash men up in East Hampton? No, they're yes, it's called trash individuals. Trash lady. Don't say ladies. Oh, anyway, two trash men are being called heroes after saving the lives of 15 people when multiple homes caught fire in central New York. When they saw the flames, they began kicking in people's doors to warn them of the danger. Here are Crone Brown and Kenneth Carter talking about uh, what they did to save over a dozen people's lives. No one knew what was going on in the back. So everybody was still sleeping. Everybody was still like they didn't know. Because the only thing was concerned about who was kicking in our door. We got everybody out safely and that's all that kind of He seen the fire. He told me to call my superior. I started hearing people screaming out the building and we did what we did. Yes, I was scared. But I wanted to help, too, so I was willing to put myself in danger to help someone else. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You saved the lives of a bunch of people. No, I probably wouldn't have done that. I probably would have cowered out uh, like uh, like I've always done. I was thinking, uh, remember that guy Billy the Trash Man that uh, you know visited us down at the Mayflower he's, Marathon? He's got a certain level of bravery in his, uh, his step. I don't think he would uh, bother. You don't think so? No, I think he'd see a house on fire and uh, go, well, maybe the next Trash Man will get it. <laughs> I got stops to make. I can't have time for this. I gotta, I gotta be back. Of, I gotta be back of the dump for six. <laughs> uh, clip number two. Uh, therapist listed the five steps in the texting phase of dating somebody. Okay. You know, uh, before the first date, this is gonna help you weird out some creeps after you've matched with someone on a dating site. You ready? Yeah. One, they ask for personal information way too quickly. If someone is hounding you, your address in real life, right off the bat, read the room, creeps. Two, they're elusive and never give a straight answer. Are they hiding something? Are they not who they say they are? That's that, creeps. Three, they start sexting way too early. Might be a major red flag. Keep it in your pants, creeps. 
Four, they start negging you. Negging is a manipulative technique meant to undermine your confidence and self-esteem in order to gain affection. It's mostly about giving backhanded compliments or mild insults in hopes that you'll start craving positive attention. It's abusive and gross. Do better. Creeps. Creeps. Five, they're pushy, aggressive, and don't respect your boundaries. If they can't be nice over text, it's very unlikely they'll be nice when you meet face-to-face. Take a chill pill, creeps. Creeps. This guy sounds like he got burned before. Yeah, no, I'm sure he's uh, yeah. loaded with uh, hostility and resentment, but well, well, he, bring, he does bring good advice to the table. Plenty he, of people wouldn't even see that. He brings excellent advice, but uh, but most people don't care. They just immerse themselves in that... That torture anyway. And yeah, then, uh, but then they yeah. wonder why uh, they keep meeting the same creep over and over again. Well, uh, he was good looking. He made me feel nice. Made me feel special. Uh, another, another clip. A Connecticut man dubbed the Croc King has over 2,000 pans of, pairs of Crocs and is looking to set the Guinness World Record. Why? Here's Doogie Lish Sand Tiger, of course. Talking to two chains about his collection and his KFC Crocs that smell like fried chicken. There might be the pair for walking my dogs. There might be the pair for the gym. There might be the pair for school. There might be the pair for work. Mm. But there are some pairs I don't wear at all. They're just strictly art decor. Sit in the Croc cave. What you got here? KFC exclusives. Like chicken. And they, they are. They're chicken gibbets and they are scented like fried chicken. No That's way. Disgusting. That but that was uh, from the reality season, the most expensivest. At any point in that uh, in that video, does two chains say I quit? Uh, You're going to have me dealing with these kinds of people. I no. I'm out. Two chains is like I need the money. I got to keep doing. No one this. no one needs the money that bad. You're going to hang out with a guy who's got two hundred pairs of Crocs. That's ridiculous. Crocs are like, and they're like, it's the lazy man shoe. It's to me. It says I've given up. Do you own a pair? I was given a pair of Crocs. I hardly ever wear them because yeah. I don't like the way they feel on my feet. But I was given them so like I, like I, like if the dog gets wrapped up on on his uh, his lead, I could go out there to slip slip them right on. But you still wear them? No, nah, actually, I usually go out there in bare feet and do it. You don't, yeah. You don't want you don't want anybody to see you wearing those. I don't. Yeah, I, God forbid someone show up to the house and I'm wearing Crocs. Uh, in our last clip here, do you want to hear about uh, a lady who donated her cat's ashes or uh, a diamond ring found at a wastewater treatment plant? Ah, uh, man, that's a pick a minute. Uh, let's do the cat's ashes. All right, you ready? I'm ready. A uh, Canadian woman actually donated her cat's ashes to a thrift store while preparing for a move. Here is Ainsley Key explaining how she accidentally gave away the urn filled with her cat's ashes. Important to know. She named her cat Dad. Okay. All right. Someone in Kingston, Ontario is going to perhaps find a small urn that says Dad on it. I accidentally donated my deceased cat. Someone's going to find that and just be mortified or laugh along with me, hopefully. He loved being in the garden, so you can put him in your garden if you want, or you can keep him on a shelf where he can begrudgingly watch you from there. You know, um, it occurred to me. After seeing this video that she was uh, promoting online, yeah, that maybe she's making it up and did that on purpose in order to get the clout for her videos to be watched. Wow, how how attention seeking must you be? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it just seems like you know how many instances have we heard this now of people donating. Remember, it happened back at Savers. 
There was something that happened. Somebody donated something to Savers, and then they found it. They they found the oh, item. Oh yeah, it was like a ring. It was it was a was it a ring? Was it a, it, <sighs> it was some sort of special thing item? Was it? Yeah, it was like something that belonged to like a like a wedding ring that belonged to a uh, this woman's father or you know, something like that. I don't uh, remember exactly what it was, but it, it was something similar to that. Uh. Oh, it was a build a bear that had, had the ashes, ashes of the that's deceased person in the uh, in the build a bear, and that's what they were looking. That's for. That's right. And then they wound up finding a bear. I think when you hear a story that was because that was genuine, that was a that was a mistake. Yeah. But when you hear somebody like, how do you accidentally donate an urn? <laughs> you do, like that's I don't not, know. I can see a teddy bear because a teddy bear. You're could the be, only could, one that knows how sentimental it is. Somebody else picks up the donation box and just thinks it's a teddy bear. If you if you if you went to someone's house after they died and they had an urn there, yeah, it's really only it's really only a one purpose type of thing. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, but if it, it, uh, like a, a toy could go to a child. Yeah, I accidentally threw my dead cat's ashes. Please help me find it. You did that on purpose. Yeah. And uh, and that is now here. This it's eight o'clock with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 813 and Thin Lizzy with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. It's ladies' night is what it is. <laughs> uh, it is going to be uh, nice and sunny today and warm, high of 53, but it's also going to – there's a red flag warning, which means there's going to be a lot of wind blowing around, so don't start any fires outside. It is uh, currently 48 in downtown Springfield. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts – it's open live Friday. 293-1021. That's the number for open line Friday. Now, uh, let me just say, for the record, keep your filthy language and your hate speech to yourself because yeah. it's the Lord's day, and I will bounce you off this show faster than you can say Happy Easter. Do not address us as ladies. No. We, we don't answer to that. Enough to get you expelled. I like broads. Broads is a good word. I'm not even sure I answer to that, Steve. Dames. Uh, anyway, the uh, phones are blowing up already. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Jen. How are you? Good, good Jen. Jen. How, How are, are you? you? Good. I've tried to call multiple times and uh, never get through, so glad to be one of the first callers. We are, right. we are delighted to have you with us. Where are you calling from? Uh, Northampton. Just right. wanted to say I love the coverage, um, and every time I hear that, I think of the Beastie Boys, Hey Ladies. So <laughs> maybe you could play that for some music in the background. Uh, we, All right, we'll, we, we'll we write could, that down. We could. Actually, uh, we, we just have another article that we're going to talk about probably coming up in the news a little bit. Uh, that, that chairwoman from East Hampton, I'm sorry, the that chairperson chair- from East Hampton spoke out. Yeah, and and, and she didn't do herself any favors. Yeah, right. <laughs> now I've seen a couple of those and yeah. sometimes better off if they don't say anything. Uh, you, you, you know what? Uh, I have not been able to get into the East Hampton forum because they like, because you have to answer a question like, do you live in East Hampton? Yeah. And I just wrote, I'm in a neighboring community because I am in a neighboring community. Right. I've been denied like eight times. Well, they, I can't get in. Just like their Zoom meetings, you can't have more than 100 people yeah, in there. Right, right. All right. Hey, thanks, Jen. Thanks. Have a great week. Right. You too. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, it's a uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's David. Hey, David. What's up? What's up? Uh, not much. I just wanted to shout out to uh, 
to anyone who's going to bring their child to Day Kimball Hospital in Putnam, Connecticut, that they shouldn't trust them. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I don't, don't want to. Don't know anything about it. Oh, yeah. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning, lady boys. It's Vince the Plumber. How are you guys? Good, Vince. How are you? Very good, very good. Happy Easter, happy uh, Good Friday, all that. Mm-hmm. Happy Holy Week to you. Hi. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I uh, wanted to say what's up to my boys over at Plimpton, uh, Pipe and Supply, and everything else. Uh, my buddy Matt, he might be listening to, I don't know, you know, I, I'm just feeling like shouting out to everybody, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> all right, well, that's fair my enough. Fellow, my now, fellow plumbers, too, you know? And uh, are you the kind of guy that shows up on a job site, and then they're all like, yeah, thanks for calling us out on the radio today. Or they're like, hey, man, I heard you talking oh, yeah. about on the radio today. Oh, dude, and then I'll get text messages like, hey, man, weren't you on the radio? We didn't hear you today. And I'm like, oh, dude, I, I missed it. I was on a job. Come on, guys. Yeah, you know? and here you are with the, shouting out like, uh, like it's nobody's business. Exactly. I'm on the side of the corner, on the street corner, shouting my shouting my praises to everybody. There you right, go, man. Vince. Thank you very much. All right, boys. Have a great weekend. You too, bud. You too. Rock 102. Oh, come on now. Rock 102. Come on. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is John, the bus driver. Hey, John. What's oh, up? Vince, the plumber, to John, the bus driver. What's up, John? That's it. Hey, uh, Steve, you were talking about earlier, uh, you were on the bus there cracking jokes to yourself because they were inappropriate and couldn't... Yeah. Uh, you know, couldn't tell them a lot. My anus, um, Connecticut. Yeah, it's in Greenwich. That's it. Yeah. I'm I'm a city bus driver, and uh, I often crack jokes to myself. And when I got uh, you know unruly passengers, I'll I'll look in the mirror at them and say, "You guys are a bunch of dirty buttheads, aren't you?" And then I'll tap the brakes twice and watch all of them nod. Ah, there you go. <laughs> I always, you know, always kind of wanted to do that. Yeah, right? that's fun. Have a bus full of people. I always wondered why that bus driver, the school bus driver when I was a kid, the one who they would uh, treat horribly, didn't just slam on the brakes and let them all get uh, neck injuries for the day. Uh, it, it crosses my mind about yeah, 30 I'm... times a day. <laughs> See, don't don't tick off the bus driver. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't, don't do it. All right, well, thanks for the call, and have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. You too. All right. Rock, one... oh. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Yes, I have a Steve, uh, question for Steve. Yes. He, uh, when did he work for the uh, CSX rail yard? Uh, that was uh, from, I don't know, 1997 to about 2006. 97. Yeah. All right. Um, do you Good. remember the, the, I didn't the, sign the, your uh, yearbook. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, because uh, I used to go there. I used to work for... The black trucks, they're uh, responsive trucking. We used to go in there all the time. Does that sound familiar to that company? Uh, if I if I bet you if I saw your face, I'd probably recognize you. Yeah, I remember there's a guy named John that was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, it was John, used to be a guy, John, John and we're here, too. Yeah, John. Yeah, and, uh, and John, Ryan, Dave, and Bill, <laughs> yeah, Fred, yeah. Joe, <laughs> Ray. Had a couple uh, of Joes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I just I was just checking to see what you used to work in. I, I probably <laughs> know you. I probably know you. I've probably seen you before. Well, you said it was from '97. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, maybe not. You want me to because, take a uh, 23 me and me test, and we'll figure it out <laughs> who I'm related to <laughs> over there. Yeah. All right. We can do that. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. send me All the right, sample thanks. kit, and I'll send you a sample. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, man. All right, thanks. What a wonderful reunion that was. Seven. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? 
All right. right. Very good. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning, ladies. How are you? Very good. Very good. How can, how can we help you? Listen, Rick from Chicopee, you guys back. Yes. You guys were talking about the other day about the restaurant, that, um, Bacon and Hatch. What restaurant was that? The, uh, the Bacon Hatch Wednesday. is available at Evan's Egg House in Ludlow. Evan's Egg House in Ludlow. Okay, that's what we wanted to know. Okay. Now, okay. now if, you, if you go and uh, yes. you have to wait in line uh, and yep. I arrive after you, you have to let me go in first. Of course. Of course. Come there on. You go. Okay, good. Make room for the king. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, ladies. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning back to Nagel. This is Ryan from Warren. Hey, Ryan from Warren. What, uh, what can we help you with? Um, I actually had a quick question for you guys, if that's okay. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm in the uh, the film industry. I'm actually pre- I'm actually a screenwriter. What kind of film? And, um, Adult films? Nope, not those kind yeah, of things. Yeah, okay. Well, this conversation right, yeah, is going this nowhere. This one, this one just hit the mark. <laughs> so, okay, so you're, you're right. writing films. Yep, so I'm actually producing uh, my, my first film that's uh, based off something that I wrote. But uh, my question to you guys was, was this. Uh, at your radio station, do you guys work with screenwriters or... Hire screenwriters. I was just curious. We don't have any yeah. writers here at all. We can't even afford a producer. We can't even afford two ply toilet paper in this bu- in this building. So oh, no, no, we don't have. <laughs> the only people that write stuff are the salespeople when they write commercials. That's about it. Hey, you know what? Uh, do me a favor and send me an email to steverock 102com and show me what you got over there. Okay. Oh, that'd be great. I'd I'd, I'd be honored to. Thank all you right. guys so much. No problem. No problem. All right. Thanks all for right, the call. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Louis the anti-joke guy. Oh, Louis okay. the anti-joke right. guy. Okay. Will you have some <laughs> anti-jokes for us? I've got some jokes for you. All right. Go ahead. What is red and extremely bad for your teeth? What is red and extremely bad for your teeth? A flying brick. Oh, brick. All right. Cool. All right. What else you got? You got another one? What is, what are T-Rex, why are T-Rexes unable to clap their hands? Why? Because they are extinct. That's good. That's good. That's a good one. Okay. What else you got? What begins with F and ends with up? What? Incorrect. What begins with W and ends with tap? I see what he did there. All, All right. right. Very good. Thank you All very right. much. Thank you, Louis okay. the Anti-Joke Guy. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Knock, knock. Uh, who's there? Tank. Tank who? You're welcome. That's a good joke. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, fellas. What's going on this morning? <laughs> Not, much. Not much. What's, what's up with you? you? All right. Not much. So yesterday, I remember Marty Caproni saying uh, you wouldn't try eating... A little lamb, but I'm wondering if he's ever tried Mary. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. Let's let's take one more. Hopefully this will save us on the way out. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Yeah, Charlie from Northampton. Hey, Charlie, what's up? Uh, Two things. Every time Marty's on, you guys always make the jokes that the, the best show is in the back room with the other comedians. 
And you guys are always talking about the best part of the show is off the air. Yeah. How about you guys doing some kind of? How about doing some kind of promo that the winner gets to hang out with you guys for an hour or whatever in between on the show, or tell Marty to run a contest and the winner gets to sit back with the other comedians. How about we finally do the idea of starting the OnlyFans page and you can see anybody can see Ooh, what goes on yeah. there and you can pay us for it. Gee, that works too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah that works you, a lot you, better than your idea. You wouldn't mind cracking open the wallet for a couple of dudes like us, yeah, right? You, you and your free ideas. <laughs> I didn't say free. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, thanks for, the, for call. the call. Appreciate it. Well, there you go. All right, that's it. Pretty simple open line Friday. It's yeah, we eight. got more to talk about about that East Hampton story coming up. It's eight twenty four on Rock one hundred two. It's 827 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be nice and sunny today with a high of 53. It's already 46 in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, if you're a golfer, I mean, uh, this is going to be a great weekend of golf. Mm-hmm. The Rock 102 Golf Club is back, presented by Swing Oil Beer. Uh, 11 rounds of golf gets you uh, on to courses like Keeney Park, The Ledges, Wyckoff, Brattleboro, and many others for only 199 bucks. That's less than 20 bucks a round. Any golfer knows that's a damn fine deal. Get one for yourself or for a friend. Makes a great gift. It's the Rock 12 Golf Club brought to you by Swing Oil Beer Company. Available for a limited time, so do not wait. Get yours today at rock102.com. Remember I was talking about the uh, the little person uh, uh, wrestling up in East Hampton? Yeah. And then somebody, uh, I just showed you a couple of pictures that I had from that. It's very intriguing. Um, it's, a, it's a group that travels around the country. Micro wrestling. All ages micro wrestling at the Microtorium of Pigeon Forge. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is well. This is this show is in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a whole tour. You can actually go see uh, one of these things. I just found it very surprising that that was held in East Hampton. There's actually a website, microwrestling.com, that yeah, Pigeon Forge. Uh, yeah. That's the whole thing. I gotta tell you. I think this is entertaining. Anyone who's anyone who's going to argue with me, and I know some people in East Hampton think some things are microaggressions and some things are not. Listen, I pay I pay top dollar to watch this. You can have your uh, your micro wrestling, and you can have uh, all kinds of other things, but do you not dare call me ladies, sir. <laughs> that and, is where I draw the line. And we have more news coming up about that in just a few minutes. It's 829 to Rock 102. Here's your Western... 832 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A week after the school committee's decision to rescind a job offer to superintendent finalist from East Hampton, Vito Perone, because he used the salutation ladies in an email... Chairperson Cynthia Kowinski spoke out for the first time on Thursday night, saying there's more to the story. The general feeling, this was uh, her, by the way, uh, the general feeling was that there were too many concerns before we had even begun negotiating the rest of the contract, and alarm bells were going off, Kowinski said in an email uh, to the Daily Hampshire Gazette on Thursday. Uh, Perone, who's the interim superintendent at West Springfield Public Schools, was offered the East Hampton superintendent position by the school committee on the morning of March 24th and accepted. Upon his acceptance, Perone received an additional contract from the from the committee. Once he reviewed it, he emailed Kwasinski and executive assistant Suzanne Colby with three requests. The annual salary for fisc- fiscal years 2025 and 20. 20- 
six be negotiated and not be less than the cost of living adjustment of 3% for both years, and that he be granted 30 vacation days and 40 sick days each year. Mm -hmm. Rosinski initially said she would not be speaking publicly about the details of the committee's uh, March 30th closed-door meeting, but because Perone spoke publicly with the news media about it, she said she felt it was important that the committee provide more context. She provided a statement to the Gazette, adding that she would not be fielding other questions and would only address details that Perone shared publicly. After sharing Perone's counterproposal with the committee members, uh, Kwasinski said, most members believe that it was extremely unprofessional and inappropriate to adjust the chairperson, quote, with a familiarity that he had not earned. Really? She said that negotiating with the future, with one's future supervisors is a time to be more professional, not less. It is true that I was insulted by the familiarity with which the candidate addressed me and the committee's executive assistant in correspondence that was part of a salary negotiation, Kwasinski wrote in her email. While I speak informally most of the time, if I'm addressing a public official, especially in written communication, and even more so if engaged in salary negotiations, I would always use formal titles. The salutation... Isn't, isn't ladies and gentlemen, a formal title? Yes, I believe it is, no. and has been for many, many years. The salutation ladies raised concern among them, uh, among most that the candidate might make administrators and teachers feel uncomfortable if used in the future instead of calling them by their names or titles. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, listen, listen. She can be offended by anything she wants. Yes. She, every, I'm a, I tell you, I'm offended by things all the time. I just tend not to involve myself with yeah. them. But if something really offended me, I would tell that person, do you understand why that makes me feel uncomfortable? And use it as a teachable moment yeah. rather than use it as an excuse to rescind somebody's job application. There, there's absolutely... Based on her argument here, that's yeah. still not enough to rescind a yeah. job that you've already you've already passed over two people to 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 give this guy a you know a chance at it. No reason to rescind the job at all. On Wednesday, Kobe wrote in a uh, public Facebook post that she did not mind being referred to as a lady, though she respects those who think differently. Colby is not a member of the school committee and has no voting power. Uh, in addition to the salutation in Perone's correspondence. Kuzinski said the committee had concerns about the candidate's request, saying that, quote, leave totaling 70 days, potentially 14 weeks of paid off time in his first year in superintendent was unacceptable for a first year superintendent. Lady. That's negotiation. Listen, listen lady. This is the deal. OK. <laughs> you always go for the high number. And then you negotiate yeah. down to a number. That That's what negotiation is. Do you know when Eversource comes into the state and they say, we're raising rates by 30%, and then everybody loses their shiznit, yeah. and then they agree on a, on a percentage that's way lower, but it's to make the illusion that they're not really gouging you that much. Yeah, and to, and, and it gives the illusion that uh, they're actually cutting you a deal. So the whole process of negotiation is to say, well, he wants, you know, 70 days off. Well, that's that's not going to work. Yeah. 
but see, let's negotiate this down to fifty yeah, that, or forty see, or whatever whatever the day is going to be. Exactly. I mean that that's the the very basis yeah. negotiation. You you ask for something that you know you're never going to get, and then you, as the one offering the job, yeah. offer something so low that they would never accept. And somewhere in the middle, you find the common ground and say, "Okay, I'll take only forty-five to fifty days off." Yeah. She also said the committee members thought his salary-related demands were unreasonable as they were not contingent on performance reviews or evaluations. Again, you're part of the negotiation process. The man's taken a $15,000 cut to go from one school district to another. He's going to want some things involved yeah, in that, especially with his resume. Yeah, and cost of li- and, and a cost of living uh, consideration is not that un- is not out of line. By all accounts and by his score, there was a score sheet of him, you know. He scored the highest among all the candidates. He's got a reputation that there hasn't been one person to come forward and say yeah, this guy is not on the up and up. No, you know, like, he's e- like everything about this guy has been not just right. positive but glowing. Guy was like a he was like a football player for UMass. He yes, like, he, and he's been involved in the community. He's he's been, he's been a principal in your town, and people love yeah. him. And the guy he just wants to work in the community. But I don't know if you'd want to now. She also said committee members thought his salary related demands were unreasonable. Yeah, okay, that was the. Uh, Prone says the committee's initial offer for was for less than what he's making now. School committee superintendent Lori Garcia told the Gazette that she heard Kowinski was issuing a statement and noted that it was sent without conversation with the full committee. Hmm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Breaking the rules now. Garcia said she wants the, there to be a peaceful resolution without hostility and wished to say more on the matter, but was not able to provide further comment as she was attending a cedar. What is that? Oh, that's the uh, thing for Paso, right? Yeah. She uh, intends to make a full statement at the next school committee uh, meeting. That's kind of the way you handle it. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. You just <laughs> you have to have a discussion about this before anybody goes public with any of this stuff. If someone, let's say, for example, that she was getting something done at her house by a contractor, yeah. and the contractor says it's going to cost this much. And you try to undercut it a little bit by saying, "Well, I can't pay that much. Can we settle for something less?" That is a negotiation. Yes. This would suggest that she would only pay top price because, well, that's just the way it's going to have to be. Uh, you know, I negotiating never. What, which makes me wonder: Have they ever negotiated with anybody else before? They would have had to. Uh, I mean, I'm, I don't know how long she's been on the school committee for. Has she ever, like... Well, is, I don't is know. Is the superintendent the only person that gets a contract that you need to have a school committee meeting about? Belief principals do. Is that... That's part of that, I too? believe so. Okay. Well, and, I, and I believe the school committee would be involved in that. Okay. That's what I'm saying. She's had, uh, you know, experience with this. <laughs> Not real good experience, but she's got experience. The article then goes on to the calling the police part. The final area of concern Kozinski addressed was being able to reach the superintendent. She said that the committee had expressly told each of the finalists, Perone, Jonathan Bruno, and Erica Faginski-Stark, that they would be reaching out to them at some point on March 23rd, but they were not able to reach Perone when they attempted to contact him after 11 p.m. I don't care what... This isn't... You're not a firefighter. You're not a cop. You know, this isn't related to some sort of 
school emergency. And by the way, he's he's a candidate for a job. He's not he does not doesn't have any say in that stuff anyway yeah. yet. You called the police to do a well-being check for somebody who didn't answer you after 11 o'clock at night. The guy is an interim superintendent in West Springfield. He has the job to do, and he has to wake up the following day. We tried every means to reach the applicant, eventually requesting a wellness check after more than an hour because some had genuine concern for his well-being. The committee could neither adjourn nor reach the applicant. The superintendent, Kwasinski, said should be available as needed 24-7. Oh, my God. With reasonable allowance for personal amounts, uh, matters, and other obligations. It sounds like, to me, that this lady... What? Chairperson... Yes. ...didn't want him to have the job to begin with. Because if you're nitpicking every little thing... Oh, wait, he... he He's waiting to find out if he got the job and he's 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 not answering Well, us? then why did you offer it to him? If you don't want him to have the job, why didn't you not? Because they probably realized, look, this guy scored the highest on the test. He's got the most points out of all the of the other two candidates. If we don't give him the job, then we're going to look like idiots in this yeah, situation I, anyway. I, I, I got to tell you, um, this, this looks so damn bad. And if I'm, uh, we've said it before, I'll say it again, because why the hell not? If I'm living in East Hampton and this is the kind of nonsense I'm hearing from my school committee, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to think about, uh, I'm going to think twice about where I place my vote next time around. And I'm going to think about, is my kid really getting everything they deserve in an East Hampton education and that's, with this kind of foolishness being uh, and in, that's in charge of everything? You have now created a distraction so large that how can anybody focus on anything at that school? Right. You know? You're absolutely right. According, uh, let's see, uh, the super yeah. According to a recording obtained by the Gazette, Mayor Nicole LaChapelle, who's also a committee member, called the city's dispatch and requested the well-being check. LaChapelle said committee members attempted to reach Perone through various forms of contact and concerns over his well-being were brought forward and she made a call. She didn't elaborate on which member brought the concern forward. She did note that the agenda for March 23rd stated that the committee would report on a preliminary verbal agreement in an open session, and they did not have that answer until he responded. Each item I've mentioned by itself would be redeemable, but taken together, it was becoming clear to most members that we would not be able to come to terms or work together effectively with the applicant, Kwasinski said. When called for his reaction to the committee's comments, Perone challenged the committee's use of the term negotiation as he believes there never even was one. I wasn't even given the chance to negotiate or uh, or my due process, he said. <sighs> Negotiations for the position were supposed to begin on the evening of March 30th. Instead, Perone said he was told in executive session that a mutually agreeable contract could not be reached and that the committee was not able to enter into an appointment contract with him. The same language appeared uh, in a letter dated March 31st he received with the committee. They didn't give me any opportunity to interact around negotiations. They did not accept a conversation about apologizing for offending anyone, which was definitely not my intention. Uh, when the committee told him they were not pleased with his use of ladies in an email, Perone said it was called a microaggression. He felt their response as relayed to him was condescending. I've been an educator for 29 years. I've never intentionally disrespected anyone with whom I've been working, students, families, or teachers. The statement shared from the community in support of me uh, corroborate that. Moreover, he said it was unreasonable for the committee to call him after 11 p.m. and then request a well-being check. <laughs> you know, uh, it's just, you. she's created a lot of problems. 
Oh yeah, and, and and you know what? The mayor had a had a part in that too, because the mayor was the one that supposedly flipped her vote to take to rescind the job offer from him, knowing that this information. Yeah, I think it goes deeper than just the term "ladies." I think they were like, "Well, we can't we can't say he's being unreasonable in his negotiations." Well, okay, it's a negotiation. But why would you put yourself in the position to have everybody in the region and around the country, for that matter, question why you would call this why the microaggression would be the reason for the rescind, the rescinding of this position? I don't understand that. I don't understand it, it either. No sense at all. But you know what? Miss Kwasinski writes her emails from the safety of her own home on a Zoom meeting she can't be a part of. This one's for you, Cynthia. Look around you. Look up here. Take time to make time, make time to be there. Look around. Be a part. Feel for the winter, but don't have a cold heart. And I love you best. You're not like the rest. You're there when I need you. You're there when I need. I'm gonna leave you. Seventy days of vacation time. You're gonna give in soon. Some time, time ago, I had a lady to love. She made me think of things, things I never thought of. Now she's gone and I'm on my own. A love song has come into my mind. A love song. Sing it! Sing it! Sing it! So lady! Ah, let me take a look at you now! You're there on the dance floor making me want you somehow! Here we go, here we go! Oh lady! I think it's only fair I should say to you! Don't be Job, baby, I do. <laughs> All right. There you go. It's 848, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Let's get real. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 854 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be nice and sunny and warm today with a high of uh, 53 tomorrow. More of the same. Uh, it, there is a red flag warning, though, so don't uh, start any brush fires out there because you could start a forest fire. You know what Smokey says? Uh, only you can prevent them. Oh, he also said, uh, "Oh my God, how can I talk? I'm a bear." <laughs> it's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and you know what? I'm not only a bear, but I'm a bear who teaches fire safety. <laughs> I mean, that's you want to talk about the missing link right there, how huh? Come he, how come Smokey never wore a shirt? He just wore the pants. Well, it's like a lot of those Hanna Barbera cartoons. I mean, yeah. the, what, how come he only wore a collar and a yeah. tie and no shirt and then no pants? Or, or yeah, you're yeah, right. No, no it, pants, but just like, but the collar and the tie. Oh, Yogi, yeah. Yeah, my entire lifetime, I've never worn a tie without a shirt. Never? N- not purposely, no. 
Um, it was also, you know, going back to this East Hampton thing, because I just can't stop talking about it. I, I really it's like the greatest it. story we've ever had. Well, one of the greatest stories mm-hmm. we've ever had. Um, but it was, again, pointed out, uh, what about the racist comments made to a student last year uh, being forgotten in this new spectacle? That was an issue. It was an instance with the mayor. And I, it said, she said something to the effect. I don't have the article in front of me, but she said something to the effect of telling a student of color that she didn't have a white voice or something like that. It, it, whatever the full context was, it, it shouldn't have been made. The comment shouldn't have been made at all. <laughs> right. Uh, but when they did that Zoom meeting thing the other night, yeah, I I didn't even attempt to. I tried to get on, and then it was like you're. It was too late. Like it, you had to. You yeah, had to I mean, be there. that's why they had to shut it down. Right. But um, there was video on Mass Live of them. Somebody took a cell phone recording of the actual Zoom meeting that was going on. And there were so many people on there. Some of the school committee members couldn't even get on because it was just jam-packed with people. <laughs> but you, they couldn't figure out how to mute the microphones of all the other participants. <laughs> right. So all of a sudden, you're here. You're like, you see the screen. You know how the screen flips when somebody else talks on a Zoom call? Yeah. All of a sudden, you just see this blurry image that goes, you don't sound white. <laughs> When the mayor came up on the screen. And I thought, I was like, I really wish I could oh, be part of this uh, this whole Zoom thing. And and the thing with the Zoom, it's like you max that at 300 people. Probably because you never had more than maybe 100 people at a school right. committee meeting anyway. Yeah, but you know how, you know how right. Zoom works. I mean, you could, if... Yeah, you know, all it really takes is you to yeah. flip a little button, a little a little switch, and then you know a switch and a premium membership. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, or a premium upgrade. membership. You yeah. upgrade your membership, and yeah. then boom, you can have as many people there as you want. What? They want fifty nine dollars a month for that? <laughs> and this guy wants eighty vacation days. What is this world coming to? This, this story is draining the entire city of its resources. That is no way to treat a lady. <laughs> Stephen Michael Cazada is uh, from Breaking Bad is coming to the Agawam Cinemas for two shows of uh, comedy April fifteenth for the uh, at seven o'clock and nine o'clock. Uh, we've been giving away uh, tickets all week. Get your tickets to see these uh, shows. You got to be over twenty one at uh, livecomedy.ticketleap.com from uh, Rock one hundred two. We happen to have another pair of tickets to give away right now. The tenth caller at two nine three one zero two one. Good luck to you. I, I know we got to take a break, but do you ever like wonder like somebody who's we're talking about that. We've been talking about this all week. Yeah. I want to know what it's like, you know, if somebody's saying that to her, hey, you know, these two guys are talking about you and they're like not Steve, really being friendly about it. What yeah. do you think? Of course, if yeah. if she's if yeah. if she's not listening, somebody everybody, else is telling everybody, her. Everybody else she knows is. All right, lady. <laughs> <laughs> this show's for you. <laughs> It's 8.58 at Rock 102. Two great tastes that taste great together. Chocolate and peanut.